So tonight we're talking mental health, uh, both men's mental health and uh, and family mental health. So let's get it started. See, I told you he would get some air guns. It's too hard to resist. <laughs> he said he wasn't doing them, but he can't help it. <laughs> It's like it, once it comes on, I'm back in the zone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. It's a good jam. I saw a vision, a vision of you can't look at me like that all night, Chris. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I might. <laughs> Probably oh. will. <laughs> well, uh, welcome to the Just Dads podcast. Uh, I am your host, Tommy, and today we have... Johnny and Brandon as well. Hello. Hello, hello. That was John and Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And we also have a special guest that help us, uh, because we have no idea what we're talking about when it comes to mental health. Agreed. Uh, That is fair. We have invited (laughs) a friend who also happens to be an expert in the field, uh, Miss Gretchen. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank well, you. Thanks Glad for being to be here. here. Yeah. I, I think. <laughs> think. Yeah. Yeah. We'll second, see. Think therefore second you fem- are. Second female on the podcast. Yep. I'm honored. There you go. So yeah. Excellent. We so do yeah. say it's just dads, but yeah, we do have an occasional female, which is great. You we, know, do. We're, we're we do. We're very we like diverse females. Bunch. We do. Yeah. They're like half the population. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. I think they're a little more than half, actually. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. What? Wow. What's our demographic readout on that? <laughs> Listener. That's true. I mean, no, what is like, it about? It, it's a like quarter? Tw- it's like 25%. Yeah. A quarter of our listeners are female. Shout so. out. Yeah, that's right. That's because men are mysterious. It's the, only, <laughs> it's, the only, it's the only way they learn about anything about us. We don't, we don't tell them ourselves. If, if by uh, mysterious you mean open book, then yes. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Gretchen. She has no oh, idea. Oh, starting man. to cry. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Wow. Well, welcome. So, 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 Gretchen, why don't, you, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit to the show? What do you do? Do you have kids? Do you have all that fun stuff? Uh, well, I have two kids, an 11-year-old daughter and an 8-year-old son. I've been married for 12 years, I think. We don't know. We're not okay. going to help you. You can't either. help. Yeah. <laughs> 12-ish years. Um, your anniversary was recently. No. What? Oh, it was your birthday. That's right. Yeah. Where you went to a restaurant recommendation. It's definitely been within the last year. <laughs> That's true. It's they 2020. Had an anniversary in the last All 67 months. months of 2020. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So let's see. What else did you want to know? Uh, I work as a mental health counselor, therapist. Those are synonymous. Mm, yeah. Interesting. That was a, that was a pre-show question. <laughs> right. Bringing it back. Yeah. Um, and I've been doing that in private practice for about 11 years. Nice. And yeah. Right on. And, and right. most most of the people you see are teenagers, adolescent, that uh, kind of world. Yes. A lot of high schoolers. Um, in my new practice, I am working more with some adults, um, but I really like the high school aged population. All right. Right on. So what got you into the field? 
Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> dropping. Well, dropping it. Yes. Like, that's a, you know, Johnny I'm obviously coming in hot. She must, you, you must like to help people. But I mean, that's a very specific, you know, field that you're in. So. Yeah. So yeah. I went to, um, I have my undergrad degree in education, but decided I did not want to teach. Um, so I went into teaching because I liked the idea of working with kids. Um, but then really decided I wanted to be able to do something more one-on-one and in a classroom, that's really not what you're supposed to be doing. So, um, after I graduated, I kind of went into the business world and worked for a while, just trying to figure it out. And then I decided I wanted to get into counseling. And so I went back and got my master's degree and here I am. Cool. Cool. Nice. Well, we do this little thing on the show. I know you're an avid listener, but just as a friendly <laughs> reminder. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, we do a guest she, corner. She's we, listened to as many as John has. That's right. <laughs> Episode two was awesome, uh, by the way. <laughs> I've listened to one and two now. Nice. So that's um, great. Yeah. Catch it up fast. So you've listened to none of it? No, no I've listened to has, quite a few. That's kind of a running joke. Literally few, the definition of <laughs> was that three? How many, no. how many episodes are there? Uh, uh, 20 just released 22 this, this 23 24 this will be 24 yes. oh, I, 25 seems like that would be special I wish mm. I could have been 25 oh. well your, you could come back will be. Oh. oh there we go oh, that's true or I could come back uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes not that she wouldn't be invited, but that once this is over tonight, yeah. Well, we'll see. Ask your questions, well, right. well, I mean, we don't have to do <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, so we do a little guest quarter, just, just kind of rapid fire answers. Okay, bring it. Uh, Coke versus Pepsi. Coke Zero. All right. Oh, very, very specific. specific. I like that. I'm also very specific, although I went off the rails tonight. Uh, do you have a particular way you call... The, the fizzy drink in general, do you, are you a pop, a soda, a Coke? A pop. Pop. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, McDonald's, Burger King, or Chick-fil-A? Ew. All of them? Ah, okay. None. Uh, I mean, no. the kids make me go to Chick-fil-A, yeah. but it's not my preference. Interesting. I would just drive by all of them. Any fast food? Yeah. Yeah? Not even, uh, what's the? City Bird. City Bird, yeah. 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 There you go. Nice. Yeah. It's like grown-ups uh, fast food. That's what I, I like. Yeah. Have you had it? Yeah. City bird. I don't like the fries, though. What? No, I don't like garlic. <laughs> you don't like the fries? Nope. Well, Tom. yeah, that's a what whole other can of worms there. I don't like food, so who, who we got? There. I have heard that. Yeah, yeah, he does not. I don't get that either. <laughs> yeah, I'm weird. Yeah. I, well, while we we're on the food point, that. I just want to say, when we were in COVID quarantine in my house, Gretchen made lasagna. <gasps> oh. And it was amazing. It was like the best you. lasagna I've ever had, for real. It was really good. good. I've I'm known you, you for a hundred years and you ever give me your lasagna. That's messed up. <laughs> I'm pretty certain I made it once oh. and you came over. Okay. Glad it was memorable. It was memorable. Oh. When I had Gretchen's lasagna, it you was were very memorable, <laughs> Brandon. So that's all I have to say. John's about. clearly a better friend. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yep. okay. <laughs> do you have more questions? I do. <laughs> NFL versus soccer. NFL. Nice. Uh, hey. Moving along. Yeah. <laughs> Next. <laughs> uh, unless, uh, or sorry, iPhone versus Android. I guess iPhone. You don't know preference? No. I can't remember. We all know Brent's answer to this, but uh, Skyline versus Goldstar. If I have to go, I'd go to Skyline. There but nice. 
Not big no, fan. I think I know this answer too. Eli's versus Montgomery. Eli's. Yeah. All right. I think I know this answer. Favorite sports team at any level or type of sport? Ohio State Buckeyes. Oh, H. Yeah, you're rocking I'm the gear, right? That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Uh, that's just one of our bonding moments is being Buckeye fans. That's, that's right. It's, you know, it's the best fandom to be a part of. All right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you have a favorite band or music genre? You too. Oh, nice. nice. That's, yeah. Have you seen them live? I have. Nice. That's very we cool. We splurged a few years ago and went and saw them when they were on tour. That's Was it the cool. Joshua Tree tour? It was. Yeah, oh. I saw them in Cleveland for the Joshua Tree we tour. We went to Pittsburgh. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was Heinz awesome. Field. Yeah. Yep. Nice. That's good. Absolutely. Speaking of that, as of like an hour ago, right, they're 11-0, the Steelers? They are. They are. Yeah. Yeah. The random I mean, yeah. Wednesday yeah. afternoon football game. That's... You weren't here, and you probably didn't listen, but he predicted <laughs> he predicted the Steelers would take it all this year, and uh, we're all over He's looking yep. pretty square on. They're doing a little too good. <laughs> I, I think they're going to – it's going to be tough to keep I think Well, now chase. that they've clinched, why wouldn't you sit people out? Maybe they're going to – well, that, and they're going to play Buffalo. I think Buffalo's going to beat them. That's my prediction. Ooh, Buffalo's – You hit her, tough. heard it here first. They're tough. Well, yeah. aren't, they, aren't they clinched at this point? Maybe not. I guess uh, not. They I mean, Miami. Miami's doing pretty decent. Yeah, but in the AFC North, they're locked up. Cleveland's well, the Steelers? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cle- Steelers yeah. are locked up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're just talking about seeds and stuff. Okay, got Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Uh, any current TV or book binge? No. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's an she answer. does not read or watch TV. Got it. All right. I mean, I do, but... Yeah. No, yeah. Nothing mm, memorable yeah. at the moment? Okay. Correct. And then we asked Brent... So there's no reason uh, to ask that. Yeah, uh, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> What's that? The mushroom You've theory. You've heard of the mushroom theory? Yeah, it's totally it, debunked. It de- well, uh, there's mm-hmm. outliers in every stat. You know this. Yeah. Well, I do, but I think I think there's more proving you wrong. That is I, so not, not true. Not on the show. Definitely not on the show. <laughs> she, is not, group. she is not coming yeah. on number 25. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, so you guys all are part of the mushroom yeah. We all qualify. Most yeah. of our guests have. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. It is. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. That's well, thank you for uh, joining the guest corner and welcome yeah. to the show. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You can't leave yet. <laughs> okay. Not done. She's like, that was easy. <laughs> all done. <laughs> well, we'll transition into the into the real part of the show. On the other that wasn't it? That was... <laughs> Your air vocals, right? Uh, is that what you're talking about? Or the vocals. actual vocals? No, on the track? yeah, he was, yeah, he was, no, he was, yeah, he was yeah, very yeah. smooth vocals. Yeah. Doesn't oh get God. old. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that time. That time. <laughs> so, uh, so we got the nice, nice, fun, upbeat topic of uh, of mental health. Uh, mental health is fun. Okay, how? <laughs> yeah, let's let's That's answer that. Yes, yeah. I need to defend that yeah. statement. <laughs> well, maybe I shouldn't say it's fun, but it's important. Okay. And uh, I agree with that. Caring for your mental health can be fun because caring for your mental health can involve getting out and exercising and being outside and spending time with friends and. 
family, which is difficult right now, but finding creative ways of doing all of those things because all of those things help with your mental health. Mm. There so, you go. Boom. Nice. Boom. nice. So nice in your career, here. is this like an unprecedented time in oh, terms of what sure. you do? Like yeah. in terms of volume of problems or in terms of the scope or, or how would you describe it? Well, um, certainly unprecedented in that, um, you know, a lot of, um, coworkers are working remotely and only doing telehealth. Um, I am still going into the office and working that way because I just, mm. I really think it's important to be face to face with people, mm. um, which even still being face to face with them, I'm not fully because of mask wearing and sure. things. Um, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people are coming in um, with anxiety um, and aren't sure where it's coming from. They've never felt it before and can't really put a finger on it. And it's just because things have gotten so weird, but in a way we've gotten used to it. But I think our bodies just aren't. Our bodies are still feeling anxious and, and it's all being held in. And mm-hmm. um, for a lot of people, it's coming out, um, you know, after all this time. And so, yeah, I'm seeing all sorts of people and, and there's, there's not enough providers available really. Mm, We're just so busy. I think I could work all day, every day if I wanted to. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. what are, what are the big like warning signs that people are noticed? Or, or, well, uh, you got, you got I was another? even just okay. going to like all even right. back up like yeah. because yeah. you kind of touched on it. It's yeah. just like, I, I think introducing just some of the facts around mental Mm -hmm. health and and men and some of the results of it um i mean i know the suicide rate for men is much higher than women and i think it's historically high even pre-covid um i'm gonna guess that that is also i don't know the facts on in terms Mm -hmm. of adolescence but i know it's hit uh, home around locally. Yeah. I, I've um, seen data. I think it's been on the rise for like the last decade. Yeah. Like I've seen it might even be correlated with like the rise in uh, uh, smartphones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Social know, media. Like Social, Social media, media for sure. Like body yeah. image and comparison and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I, um, I didn't look at any facts or look up any data prior to coming, but I know um, in trainings I've done in the past, one of the reasons that, um, you know, the male suicide completion rate is higher is because typically they use a more lethal form of, Mm. um, means of committing suicide. You know, a lot of females take, um, try to overdose on pills. Right. Um, thankfully that doesn't always work, but you'll have, um, men or males who will use, um, you know, gunshots, things like that. Mm. Yeah. So I've actually never heard well, of that term. That's interesting. Well, here's, here's an old stat. It's from 2017, but it said 75% of all suicides were male. Yeah. Um, so just to clarify, something I just learned, suicide completion is different than suicide attempt. Correct. But yes. is the stat still the same? Do they, when they announce a number uh, of suicides, do they? St- well, so, so when you, when I believe this statistics Tommy is looking at would be for completed suicides. And, um, so I I don't know that there's statistics necessarily or accurate statistics that would be able to measure attempts because Mm. so many attempts go unreported or understood. So, um, Mm. but, and, and just to pair that up with with another little stat here is only 38% of the people talking in therapy or in therapy 
are male, but mm-hmm. 75% oh, wow. are the completion yeah. rate. So, you know, there's, there's themes here, uh, you know, and then on, in the veteran community, I know we talked a little bit about it, yeah. but it's like, it's crazy high, you know, I, again, I don't know the validity of this stat, but it's saying 20, 20 veterans a day. 20, yeah, 22 is kind of the number. 22, we, 20. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a crazy high number. Right. Like, um, our military is big, but it's not that big to right. have that kind of, right. uh, that kind of numbers. Um, wow. You know, it says 30% of active duty or reserve personnel uh, need mental health, but only half actually go get it. Hmm. Right. There's still such hmm. a stigma. Um behind getting therapy and going to see a counselor. And I think that's um, reducing. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. are more open, but there is definitely still a stigma behind going out and, yep. and seeking help. Well, I, just something I mentioned earlier, and I, I think could be good for some listeners. There's not really, if you're not looking for a really real understanding of the profession and the different levels or the different, like, resources and means mm-hmm. like I, I yeah when i think of you know a therapist or a marriage counselor i don't put them in the same boat well i didn't until you said that earlier and not necessarily things that you would think to go seek out counseling so can you like speak to the like like segments of the of, of the occupation of you know maybe different forms you can seek because i mean not everyone's gonna get what the exact same treatment right or maybe i'm assuming this wrong i don't know <laughs> Well, I think um, not everyone is going to want the exact same treatment, um, but so you're kind of asking several questions oh, here. Well, see, that's how little <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's okay. So um, the terms therapist and counselor are pretty much synonymous, like I said. So if you're looking for a marriage therapist or you're looking for a counselor or a mental health professional, those can all be the same should all have the same level of education, um, just different titles for the same type of work. Would you, the reason I'm asking is because I would have never thought a counselor, I saw it was more like guidance. Oh, you guys had guidance counselors in high school. Um, so would you search in Google for local counselors, therapists and, and do that for different reasons? Or is that like you're saying, so interchangeable that it wouldn't matter which the result it's was. It's so interchangeable. Okay, gotcha. And really, you know, I've had lots of people say, well, can you recommend someone or, you know, help me find a therapist? Um, and it's really hard for me when people ask that because it's so personal. Mm. In my opinion and in my experience, the thing that is most beneficial is that you make a connection with the person you're talking to. Okay. And you make a connection and, and feel heard by them and feel comfortable with them. Um, and that's going to be different for everybody. You know, some people like someone who's, um, more professional and more straight laced. And, you know, um, I tend to sit in my chair and put my legs up under, you know, sit cross-legged and, um, dress casual. Sometimes I'm even in a baseball hat Mm. (laughs) when I go to work and, you know, um, it took me a long time to get that comfortable, but I realized this is who I am. And this is, if somebody's not going to be comfortable with me, then it's not the right fit for them anyway. So, um, I don't know if that answers your question, but I, you know, so there's not really any one kind of treatment or okay. thing that you can Google. Okay. If you feel like you need a, a counselor, a therapist, you just, okay. 
you know, you can go through your insurance and they can usually find you a list of providers in your area. But the biggest thing is going to be finding somebody you connect with. Okay. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I try to think, you know, we've discussed this personally, you know, offline or whatever, but there's times in my life I'm like, I, am I getting enough of a, you know, event or discussion with my close friends? What point do I take it to the next level? And again, you know, let's, let's say it's anxiety. Well, my friends can calm me down sometimes. Is that where I stop or do I go look up an anxiety account? Do you know what I'm saying? I, right. I think a lot of us, not, not necessarily that's a stigma because I do, you know, just from my perspective, I think the stigma is being chipped away at and more and more people I know are seeking mm-hmm. mental health because of the ramifications. But it's when do you know to get to that next step, I think. Yeah, exactly. Asking. And I would say, yeah, especially whether it's for ourselves as men or um, or when we're dealing with our kids right. in particular. Right. Like what are the signs or like triggers like, oh, we should seek help? So I think the thing um, that I always tell people, the time it, when you know it's time to seek help is if whatever's going on starts interfering with your daily life, whether that's your time with your family, your time with um your kids, your spouse, if it's affecting your work, um, that's when you typically want to seek some outside help to give you some guidance on how to deal with whatever's going on. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Man, that's a, <laughs> I think that's a little harder to digest for guys because we just are so used to, and you know, this is a generalization and I know that disclaimer generalization, but we tend to just keep piling things on our shoulders and just keep trucking along. Right, but are you trucking along well? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean that's 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 kind of no. my point is that we're probably not, but we're just so used to doing yeah. it that we don't think we've reached well, that next step until there's a we compartmentalize too, right? That's so true. It's like too, okay, yeah. this is really stressing me out. I'm just going to park it over there. It's still there, yeah. but I'm going to just focus causing on a stomach ulcer. But right, you know, exactly. But I'm not yeah. thinking about yeah. it at the moment. Right. <clears throat> and so I, you know, if you're more irritable. You know, that's something to recognize as, as a symptom or a um, sign that maybe something is increasing um, and maybe you need some help. Um, You know, are you more short tempered with your kids, with your wife, with your coworkers? Um, Are you less energetic? You know, you have no motivation to do the stuff that you need to do. Um, So things are being pushed by the wayside. Um, those are all things to look at. And, and I do think there's a lot of people, not just men who truck along yeah. and carry it with them. Um, you know, I, I had a client who I can think of who she was managing all sorts of stuff really, really well, but she was just tired, mm. you know, and you, we shouldn't have to be so tired all the time. Everything, we shouldn't feel so drained, mm. you know, and if that's how you're feeling all the time, then that, um, again, is a kind of a sign that maybe you need to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think having friends in your life, um, that you can ask, is this normal? Have you noticed any difference? Mm-hmm. Have you, you know, people that you'll be real with and will give you honest feedback, I think is important. We've talked about that. Well, pretty much on like every podcast, but, <laughs> um, but there's, there's still, I mean, it is a big hurdle specifically for guys and I can think of it for myself and probably for women and kids as well. That first phone call, the, the, 
it's a big giant hurdle to go from because there's times in everybody's life where they're tired and they're beaten down Absolutely. And, and, and it fits that description that you just gave the the jump it, it feels like like i said it just feels like a big hurdle to actually go and take the step to right. go get help yeah it's scary yes and, you know, you don't know what to expect. You don't know what's going to happen. When you go to your uh, medical doctor, you know, they're going to weigh you. They're going to tell you how tall you are. They're going to, you know, stick you with a needle and, you know, draw blood. Mm-hmm. You know what's going to happen. When you go in for a mental health appointment, um, it's, there's a lot of unknowns. Mm-hmm. And it feels very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely scary. And that's why I say ultimately it's important to find the right fit so that you feel comfortable. Yeah. How how would you suggest, so for me, one of the big hurdles, and Kelly and I, we've talked on this, but we we have gone to a counselor and it's been good and it's paid dividends, but at the same time, I still have this weird, anxiety may not be the right word, a weird feeling around, like, it's never going to end. Right. Because we're never going to be fixed. Right. So it, it things that go on into perpetuity give me some anxiety. Yeah. Especially right. when there's money involved because, you know. <laughs> right. Sure. So. Well, I think, you know, the goal always is, and I always say that this is weird, you know, when I've had clients where we've, you know, had what we think will be our last session, you know, and we're, we're processing through that, I say, you know, my goal is to get to a place where I never see you again, Hmm. you know, but oftentimes I've had people come back. Um, I might not see them for a year and then they'll come back in once or twice, you know, and then they'll feel better and they'll go for a while again and then they'll come back. Hmm. Um, You know, my job is to teach people tools that they can use so that, you know, whether it's in their marriage or in their personal life, they can process through things differently than they had been. And so they don't need me there kind of being their cheerleader, their supporter, their, you know, kick in the pants if that's what's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the goal is ultimately to not see people forever. Um, but I always say I'm there if they need me yeah. <laughs> and sometimes they come yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. Personally for me, I've almost done it a couple of times and every time it's, kind of what Tommy's pointing out is well, once I started, I'm doing this for the rest of my life. And I, I guess I've never thought of the metaphor of almost like a personal trainer. You know, maybe you take on a personal trainer for six months and they teach you the skills and, and the mm. tools to work out and pro- provide your own program. And then what reps you need to be, you don't doing. need that right. trainer for right. in perpetuity. You can, right. you've, and then you've if you ever need to skills. go back for a tune up for a couple months, I never right. really thought of it yeah. like that. That's yeah. a yeah, little that's, more consumable way of thinking about it. So. Okay. Well, glad I could help. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And the way we got it, it's just basically, you know, I agreed to do it for a limited time for six right. months or whatever, because I needed that end date. Mm. And we've chosen to keep going past that right. and that's all fine. But it, it allowed me to get to the point where it was fine 
to do it. Right. Because you Espe- didn't feel like it was going to go on forever. I didn't. Right. Yeah. I didn't need to feel like no. it was going to go on forever. And so. oftentimes people will come in and maybe will come in once a week for a while and then they'll go to every other week and then maybe to once a month and then it's once every couple months just to check in. Um, so there's still that relationship that's maintained, but you know, the goal is to really not see people, hmm. <laughs> which is weird. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's wild. Yeah. Um, I don't know, John, you had, I very early on in this, you had some good questions that I totally cut off. No, it's okay. Well, you had some <laughs> stats that yeah. you had in your pocket. I didn't yeah. know you, you, you were going to throw the stats out. It's great. Um, well, I'm just curious, like, so here we are, right? Pandemic year, COVID, you know, all this craziness, people wearing masks, social distancing, you know, not seeing grandpa for Thanksgiving, maybe, or Christmas or whatever. So there's all this, you know, opportunity to be anxious and be stressed Mm -hmm. out. Um, and then you throw on top of it now the holidays, which what I understand tend to be, you know, a very stressful time for a lot of Mm -hmm. people. Um, especially people that have lost loved ones and all that kind of may surface during the holidays with an empty chair at the, you know, the Christmas dinner table or whatever. So I guess, you know, as, as people are listening to this in the month of December, what tips do you have, I guess, like just to try to stay healthy, you know, like I think a couple of things, maybe it was before we started recording, you mentioned like exercise and mm-hmm. seeing friends and, that kind of thing. I mean, are those, are there other ideas or? Well, I mean, that's a big question. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we I need mean, a formula. The, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just give us the answer. <laughs> we need to know the, the gold, gold, gold answer. Yeah. And Gretchen just left. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I'm just picturing the dinner table yeah. and the empty chair. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not like that for everybody, but right. I know for but some, for it some is, it is, you know, I mean, it's right. just, summer, what, summer. Could, what can I, we do? I, I, you know, I don't know. Well, I think part of it is, especially this year is getting creative. And, mm. you know, if you have lost someone, whether it be from COVID or anything, during this time, um, getting creative in ways that you can honor them and, um, you know, maybe do some things that they would have wanted you to do. Mm. Um, and again, that's, that's all the time, but especially this year, um, if you're not going to be able to see family, maybe, you know, they're still, still here, but you're just not able to get together again. I think it's important to get creative and maybe do some of the things you would have done with them, but, you know, maybe take pictures, send to grandma and grandpa, here's what we're doing. We can't share this with you. Um, but we miss you or, um, you know, get creative in other ways of, um, you know, a lot of people are trying to do things outside, Mm -hmm. which is certainly hard as it gets colder. Um, you know, but I think it's important figuring out ways to still be together, even if it's not exactly the way we want. Um, because I know one of the things that is so difficult is that isolation. Right. And, um, you know, I've talked to some of the teenagers who I work with and I've said, you know, if it's a decent day, have a bonfire in the middle of the day, you know, because if it gets down to 20 at night, <laughs> a bonfire <laughs> doesn't quite do it. But, right. you know, have your bonfire and have s'mores at two when the sun is out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is not anything mm-hmm. you typically think of doing, but we've got to get creative right now when, yeah, you know. Yeah. I know that was my coping mechanism back when I was stuck at home working from home and 
my own personal self. I'm, I'm self-aware enough to know that I need to be around people. So I would, I would leave the house to go get a donut or a coffee in the morning. Right. And I would, you know, break my day up that way. And I would go out and mm-hmm. hit a drive through or something. Mm-hmm. Or I would go for a run. Or I would go, I would be outside and active a lot because I had to. And I'm sure that there's some anxiety for some people that are still working from home. Hopefully, well, we got two here uh, that are. I'm not. I'm Goodness. very thankful that I'm not. But I'm, it's what? You're in what, third week, week three? For me? Yeah, oh, yeah. And I am. I haven't it's found not. a good technique yet. I haven't. I'm not coping well. My body physically hurts. Mm. Um, I, I'm. The the there's advantages obviously the commute and all that and but it's just to me it's just not working so I gotta figure it out I, I'm still uh, I was having trouble sleeping last night just thinking about huh. I gotta do this again tomorrow in my house in this stinking chair and I don't mm. get to talk to any people I want to talk to and so I don't know I got uh, out for lunch today that helped some good good yeah, yeah. That, but that's important like Tommy was saying is figuring out what you're missing and trying to find ways to fill that yeah I I think. What I'm hearing and maybe I'm projecting is that there's a certain level of self-awareness um, for what, you, for, I don't want to call them symptoms, but just indicators, I guess. Yeah. Indicators yeah. is a good word. Yeah. Indicators that you're not functioning, kind of what you're saying. You're not really, fun- you, you're trudging along, but you're not functioning at the level that would normally make sense for you. And, Correct. you know, I'm, I'm gaining weight already. <laughs> Which you already know I'm a big guy, but it, it, it's it's weird how easy it's been for me to gain weight because I'm no longer. You mean just in the past three weeks? Yeah, from it's, it's kind of crazy, wow. you know. Yeah. And I've even hit the gym a couple of times, but mm-hmm. my overall activity level has plummeted right. because I'm not getting up and interacting. And right, you're not going. walking around an office. You right. don't realize probably how many steps you were taking walking around an exactly. office versus just sitting at your desk. So you know that indicator already. I can just feel the stress like building up in my sure. shoulders and stuff. So yeah, I think paying attention to the indicators. Is, is a good kind of maybe answer to Johnny's questions. Look for those indicators. Yeah. Yeah. What I think I'm hearing though is it's harder to tell the indicators for others. And, you know, as dads, as, as listeners of dads, how do we pay attention to those indicators? We, we had an episode about emotional intelligence. And I think we're all working collectively to learn each child's individuality right. and things like that. But it's not always obvious what... I mean, well, sometimes it is like, you know, it was one of my kids I've seen where there's been like, you know, outbursts and like crying that like is not normal, you know? So then I'm like, okay, something's up here, you know, but I'm sure, and sure there's other clues, but. Well, I, the biggest thing I always tell people is watch for changes in behavior, mm-hmm. you know, behavior. so you might have a kid who's always in the room by themselves. So that's totally normal for them. Our daughter is kind of like that. She's pretty independent, kind of does her own thing. Um, and, and she's fine like that. Our son is more in your face, wants attention, you know, wants to be with you all the time. (laughs) Um, and so if all of a sudden he was up in his room all the time Uh, and not coming downstairs, Uh, I would start to wonder what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's just finding that change. If you're all the, if your talkative kid is all of a sudden quiet or your quiet kid mm-hmm. is all of a sudden really talkative, but which would you would initially think is a good thing. But if that's a change, you want to figure out what's sparking that change. Mm, you know, solid. if you're usually 
even keeled kid is all of a sudden, you know, irritable all the time. Again, something might be going on. Now, mm-hmm. everybody's going to have a bad day. We all wake up on the wrong side of the bed sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not just one day okay. of this, but you kind of want to notice a pattern. Okay. You know, one bad day doesn't mean that somebody's depressed or, have, you know, needs to be in therapy. But if you see a pattern, you know. Is, is there like a such a thing as a two-week rule? I feel like I've heard that somewhere. Like if you, um, after two weeks, you've, I thought that uh, was habits. Uh, 21 okay. days makes a habit. Well, yeah, yeah, makes yeah, a habit. I, I thought like three. to be depressed, uh, right. there was something about Math. two weeks. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I, mean, I might have missed that in school. Well, <laughs> I, I'm probably making that up. So. Okay. Classic Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> he heard three weeks. He went, oh, I'm going to go for two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a good period to furlough, actually. Oh, Johnny anyway, furlough. So. He's trying to get us to forget the Johnny Facebook, you know, number. So, so here, so we'll flip it a little bit on its head, right? So what if you see somebody that you've noticed the change in, but they maybe haven't, is there, is there a way, any recommendations on how to approach that subject? I I bet she has some parents that just drag their kid in to see her, right? (laughs) That may not be the best way to do it though, I'm guessing, but Um, in all cases. Well, I, are you meaning a, an adult or a kid or either, really? Both, because I'm, I'm guessing they're different. With kid, yeah. I mean, with kids, again, it's kind of going to be each individual child. Um, you know, I think with an older child, you can talk with them some and try to find out what's going on. Try to, um, you know, explain to them that you think, going and talking to someone will be helpful. Um, with a younger kid, especially anyone who's dealing with anxiety, especially someone's young, who's younger, you might just want to take them because mm-hmm. explaining it to them ahead of time might give them more anxiety. Give them up even more, more anxiety. Exactly. Huh. So, um, you know, as far as an adult, I think it's, if you feel close enough to that person, it's, it's just saying, Hey, I've noticed this about you. I've noticed you've been a lot more irritable lately. You know, are you okay? Mm, yeah. Um, if you have experience, like you said, Tommy, you've had experience with a counselor. You can say, you know, I've gone to this person and it's been really helpful. Mm. You know, have you thought about doing something like this? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, allowing yourself to be a little bit vulnerable and saying, you know, sharing that I think can be helpful. Yeah, I think that's one of the reasons I wanted to make sure it's on there and also make sure that I present myself authentically in the fact that I'm I'm still a little bit weird about it. Yeah. Because I just am. Like right. it's it's I still feel like it's gonna go on forever. I that that hasn't totally gone away. Uh right. but I'm doing it and sometimes I don't like it and then sometimes it's there's really helpful parts right. of it. Sometimes I do it because I, I feel like I'm supporting my wife who who really wants to do it. Well, and that's important. So good for you. Uh, so I'm curious for you, for you guys. Have you noticed a change throughout your life in the preconceived notions of, of mental health and, and, and counseling? Because I feel like it wasn't until real recently for me that I thought it was something that would, should be and is accessible to most people. I always thought it was for the extreme outliers in society. Mm. And I don't know where I got that from. I just, I don't think anybody ever talked about it in my life. 
I, I would agree with that. I, so I more think, recent I think for it you? Was, I think it was, as I was growing up, for whatever reason, I did have that perception of it was for people that were like way, like really sick. Really sick, yeah. I mean, what, you guys would probably all be shocked then to see. I mean, most of the people that I work with are very successful whether that be in school, whether that be in their career, um, they're all maintaining quote unquote normal or typical lives. They just need extra support. Mm. Um, I mean, they're just, they're people just like all of us Yeah. who just need and recognize that need for extra support. Um, I'll just say personally, it's those walls have been broken down in great strides for me over the last, you know, you know, maybe half Good. decade or so. Um, I've even seen it talked about in church, which I had never seen before. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I can only be so authentic. Tommy, Tommy's able to speak to it better because I have not accessed any counseling yet, but I do feel like I wouldn't be, I, I don't feel like if I decided to do it, I'd, I'd be afraid to talk about it or, or mention it anymore. And I feel like maybe I would have in the past. So I don't know. For me, I feel like there's been great strides in, in, in reducing the stigma. Anyways. Good. Well, I, yeah. I'll say for me, like in college, I worked, uh, I had a part-time job um, where I worked with adults with severe uh, mental health uh, problems. So schizophrenia, bipolar, multiple personalities, like that kind of like heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. And I worked, so it was like a day center for these adults to come and basically somewhere for them to go because most of them were not able to hold down jobs. So I, I feel like in some ways I was exposed as a young adult okay. to kind of this extreme or maybe extreme is not the right word, but severe, you know, diagnoses. Um, and it sounds like, I mean, what's great to hear from Gretchen is that it, it's really, a, there's a whole spectrum and, oh, and, and what yeah. you're saying is you're working with a lot of folks that are just kind of need to get over that hump or. Yeah. Yeah. And, so. and, and I would even to second that I've never thought that Kelly and I have ever had a bad marriage. I mean, I, I've never, we've never thought about divorce. I've never even like been on the table. It's never that, but there was this, desire to do it better and we were looking for tools and whatever so it it doesn't have to be extreme so right i think that's a really good point why yeah. why settle for good when you can have great yeah i kind of would yeah i mean that's yeah. that's mm -hmm. pretty much yeah how i wrapped my head around mm -hmm. doing it mm -hmm. yeah that's good that's solid i don't know i just i don't have any i feel like and again I feel like I don't have any reservations about it anymore. Or if yeah. my kids ask for it or if my, oh, wife yeah. wanted, like, I, I just don't feel like that bears there for me anymore. That's good. Is I mean, I still have people who come in and actually one of the things I wanted to make sure to mention is, um, kind of what you just said, Brandon, about if one of your kids came to you, mm -hmm. um, I think it's great that you just said, you know, I wouldn't have reservations because I still have kids who come to me teenagers who say, yeah, my parents really don't believe in mental health. You know, oh, they don't wow. think it's real. Okay. Um, and so they kind of had to fight their way to therapy. And, um, you know, so yeah. I think one of the most important things to take away is if your kids come to you, because some, some, especially teenagers will say, I need somebody to talk to, mm -hmm. you know, it's real. Mental health is real. <laughs> Whether yeah. you personally see it in them or not, that doesn't mean it isn't real to them. Right. So. Yeah. Hmm. 
Do you have um, clients you've worked with that have anxiety about being a high performer? Is oh, that a for big sure. issue? Yeah. yeah. What, what, what does that look like? Um, just the idea that they need to be perfect. Mm. Um, yeah, I have, I work with a lot of high performing high school students, um, where an area, the area where I work, um, is home to one of the really, um, prestigious or really well-performing high schools in the area. And I've had lots of students who, Mm. um, just expect to be perfect and think, Mm. B's are not acceptable. It's only A's and, um, you know, A's in every AP class that they take and every honors class that they take and, um, high ACT scores. And so it's just helping them to understand that perfect doesn't exist. And it's, you know, work them, work them through that idea and how to accept what they're doing. And, um, so yeah, I've worked with lots of students like that. Mm. I'd say you kind of mentioned earlier that the unknown, but you know what's going to go happen when you go for your yearly physical. Right. Um, I don't know if there's there's even, even remotely semblance between counselor to counselor, but is there a generic, like maybe what to expect the first time you go kind of remove that barrier? Or is that just, it's too. Um, I, so, I mean, full disclosure, Tommy said it, I'll share it. I actually went to see a therapist, um, a couple of times recently. Okay. And it was real weird for me because, mm-hmm. like, I'm comparing them to me. I totally wouldn't have done that. It was real, <laughs> real weird. <laughs> so, um, but, it, you know, I would say what they did and what I do is pretty similar. Um, you know, you go in and, and they just, we ask kind of a series of questions to kind of understand why you're there. Okay. Um, you know, what's going on that made you come to see me today? (laughs) And then, um, you know, want to understand some history. Um, and that's going to be different depending on the age of the client and the, and the situation. So you're not going in there laying on this, you know, 19th century draconian couch and, you know, you're looking at ink block, ink ink blot tests and things like that. That's not what to expect the first time you go. Not the first time. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> no, I just like that's how it was, you know, no. you know, portrayed. I feel like when we were growing up. So it's all know. about you and your mother, right, Brandon? That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no Freudian stuff. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 Okay. I mean, again, it's going to be a little bit different for every therapist, sure. and so I think part of when friends have asked me to help them find someone, what I tend to try to do is ask them what they're looking for, what type of person they'd feel most comfortable with. And then I help them find someone that's going to fit that. Um, Some people want someone who's real direct and real, you know, to the point. Somebody, some people want someone who's a little more, I'm going to say like new age or kind of. um, Do you have a description? Like, how do you find that though? I mean, like, is that like on your, like if I looked you up would that, be on your profile that like if you your had style? googled me you would find it I, I johnny. Would have. johnny johnny, johnny google johnny johnny gets the gold <laughs> yeah. star he did yeah. Yeah. yeah i did not think um, to do that nice I, I looked on yahoo and myspace too nice. <laughs> yeah. wow nice. so looked you up on the yellow pages <laughs> yeah got my um, phone book out <laughs> you know a lot of therapists who are in private in private practice, there's a website and you, they list kind of, here's my specialties here. And they give a little 
profile about themselves. Um, and I think there's probably just keywords that you can mm-hmm. pick up on that's going to help you maybe understand someone's style a little bit. Um, can't think of any of them offhand, sure. but yeah, no, you know, I think just reading you'll, those is going to read it and you'll say, Oh, that kind of feels about right. Yeah. I mean, whatever it is to you, because your Absolutely. keywords aren't going to be the same as anybody else's. So. Right. Right. What about resources for, okay, well, I, I guess I'll just get straight to the point. There's something called EAP, right? No, yes. No, oh, everyone yeah. has through your to, employer. Yeah. Through yes. your employer, but yeah. so that, that's a resource most of us. I actually, Gretchen was the first one to tell me about. We've, how we've you used that. Use EAP. Yeah, we've used that. I don't yeah. know what that is. So EAP stands for Employee Assistance Program, and there are lots of different ones out there. Um, a lot of bigger companies offer them as a benefit to employees, um, and through the EAP, you can access mental health visits. They're usually prepaid. Um, Okay. And you get a number of visits um, with a therapist. Yeah. Right, yeah. That, I mean, a lot of times it's just access, right? Like, I didn't even know that. I mean, and I, I yeah, looked back I, at my previous jobs and they were available at every one of the Yeah, a lot of times it's at. like your HR department and the benefits part of the website or whatever it'll have I, that information yeah. about yeah. the EAP. We, so. we may have it. I, you I, may have it. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so if, right. if you're wanting to maybe right. consider it, that's, that's a, a good, good way place to, kinda, to start. Yeah. Check with HR. I actually had a client who was seeing me. And then had some financial challenges come up and I told him, check to see if your company has this. Cause he was coming in just using his regular insurance. Mm. He checked to see if his company had it. He's like, we have it and you're part of it. Nice. So he's going to be able to keep coming at least for some number of visits sure. that are going to be paid for through the EAP. So, so maybe nice. take down another barrier. I, yeah. I'm just trying yeah. to think of resources. I don't know if like maybe churches do recommend like what's that called in the medical field where they send you to a specialist? What's that called? A referral. Like, I don't know if there's like programs for referrals or anything like that. I, I was just trying to think of resources, maybe um, like EAP obviously being a big one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the EAP would be a big one as far as referrals. I not necessarily. I mean, you certainly check with your insurance to see what providers are okay. covered under your insurance. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be different, obviously for every insurance policy. And then, like I said, really, it's about finding a fit for you. Okay. You know, a lot of times with a medical doctor, if they have a degree and they have an opening, you're like, cool, because they all do the same thing. I mean, <laughs> some are a little nicer than others, but you're not building, typically, you're not building that same type of relationship with your primary care physician, because mm-hmm. hopefully, if we're all healthy, we're not having to see them that often. Right. Um, but if you're going to have a good therapist, you're going to build a relationship with them and you're going to see them regularly, at least for some period of time. And it has to be somebody you feel comfortable with. Solid. Very cool. So, I mean, is there any other, any other things out there that you can think of that we haven't talked about that you think would be helpful to a dad, to a mom, to, well, I really just met moms and dads. I know there's some very few kids that listen. So. <laughs> um, I, I think one of the things that I've realized, um, Brent and I have both realized with um, our daughter especially, is the power of empathy. You know, our kids come to us with stuff that we think is pretty ridiculous. I mean, let's be honest, it's like 11-year-old problems or <laughs> whatever. Right. Um, and it's, it's fair. we can be so quick to want to f- just brush that off or fix that for them. Throw back to our emotional intelligence. Or, (laughs) you know, want to say, well, there's kids 
who have nothing, you know, who don't have right. what you have or, you know, stop complaining about your computer that doesn't have a touch screen right. or, right. you know, um, and just We're viewing their problem from our adult perspective. Absolutely. Perspective. And from the yeah. world perspective of, mm-hmm. you know, we are really all very, very blessed. And yeah. so, yeah, but coming back and viewing it from their perspective and recognizing that to them, it's a big deal, yeah. I think mm-hmm. is one of the, the things that really helps us connect with our daughter and helps us, um, help her process through what's going on. Um, so that's really important. Um, one of the other things I think is important to mention, and this comes more from dealing with our son, is um, recognizing that a lot of times when you see anger, it isn't really anger. What? It's <laughs> <laughs> that's confusing. <laughs> stay with me. All right. So, and I mean, think about it even from ourselves. You know, sometimes when I act angry, it's because I'm hurt. My feelings are hurt. Oh, and so it's, I'm lashing out in anger or, you know, with our son, sometimes he gets embarrassed, but he lashes out in anger. Oh, I gotcha. So we've had sense. to step back and recognize and try to really look at why is he acting out? And instead of giving consequences or punishing the anger, try to figure out what's underneath mm. and deal with that. Mm. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. So there you go. Yeah. Throw those things out at you. Nice. No, that's, that's solid. Why don't these kids come with like a manual, you know, because <laughs> like hearing you say that makes sense, but it's like, ah, oh, how do you do that? It's yeah. hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it's hard. I, yeah. you yeah. know, when we've Get been it. dealing with things with our own kids, you know, I'll do it all wrong. <laughs> Even though I tell people all the time or, you know, give people guidance on how to do it right. But when you're dealing with it in your own life, in your own house, it's much different. Definitely, and then I'll yeah. step back and I'm like, Oh, that, that wasn't the way to do that. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. It's not easy. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll ask the question and I'll give you the, the, the background of, you know, are there any other like cool programs that you think have been really effective for teens and adolescents and whatever? And, I'll give the one example that I have mm-hmm. is uh, at our middle school. And I know there's a bunch of high schools and middle schools that have this also. It's a big national program. The whole, I think it's called the Hope Squad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. And the theory behind it is, and you could be the expert on this, but from my understanding, the theory is if somebody is struggling or thinking about suicide, they say, it's like nine out of 10 times they will reach out to someone before they act right. on it. Whoa. And most of the time it's a friend, right? Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to equip, uh, they're trying to figure out who those people are, equip them with some tools on how to listen for that. And, um, and then what to do if somebody does reach out, how to right. listen, but also not put the burden of fixing the problem, but like how to steer them towards mental towards health. Towards the right people. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's their, the hope squads have come from an organization called grant us hope. And um, I believe that organization was started by a family whose son committed suicide. Right. Um, 
And yeah, I, I know it's growing and they're, like you said, trying to equip young people to support their peers. And I'm not that familiar with exactly what they're doing um, in the schools. My kids aren't in the middle school and high school yet, yet, but um, I've heard great things and I've seen a lot of what they're doing. So um, I'm glad to hear you say that they are teaching the kids to not um, shoulder the burden if someone comes to them, because I do see that a lot with, with clients who I work with. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they have friends who come to them and tell them things and then it becomes very overwhelming and they, they take that on. So I think that's one of the things I try to teach my clients is that you can't, fix other people. You can't fix your friends, um, but try to give them guidance. So I'm glad that that's part of Hmm. the hope squad. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, I was very proud. I mean, I was proud of my daughter for being picked because that what they do, here's my understanding of what they do. I had to listen to this thing. So hopefully I picked up on decent amount, but basically (laughs) they go through the whole class and they ask, they tell you to write down three people that you thought if you had to talk about something really hard, put down three people's names Mm. and eventually they, they kind of take that list and whose name was mentioned the most. That's awesome. And that's kind of how they pick out who the hope, because the theory Mm. is, it's like, we're going to train these people that they are potentially going to be people that, uh, people will come to if they needed. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think the theory behind it, makes a lot of sense to me. Um, And similarly, so they're doing that on the adolescent level, but I think it makes a lot of sense in adults as well to take that same theory because suicide is a real thing. Um, It, you know, I know people that have been hit close to home with that and it bothers me. I get, I personally get a little angry about it because I just, I can't wrap my head around why anybody would do that. Um, but I also know that they're, that they're sick. So it's, it's like, I, how do you have empathy and anger and all the other emotions that, that come with it? Um, I just, it's complicated. It's it's complicated, (laughs) but I will say, yeah. If you ever think or you ever hear somebody talking about it, like, take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't brush it off. My my so. oldest is a, a junior in high school this year, but his freshman year at uh, our local high school, mm-hmm. there were two uh, suicides, uh, both young men. And he knew one of them, and we ended up going to the funeral. And just to be at a funeral of someone that was that young when they passed, uh, I mean, it was, you know... I've never seen so many people, right? But it's just, it's so, it's so sad, right? Because it's, you know, when you, I, we've, a lot of us have been to funerals of someone who was in their 80s or something and lived a long life and to know that, and, and, and the one friend that we went to the funeral, like, was the kind of kid that just had it all going, right? Was an athlete, was a smart kid, had right. a good family, so from the outside, it's like, well, everything should have been good, you would think, you know, but <clears throat> yeah. But again, I think that's where kind of talking earlier about the stigma uh, that, you know, maybe I don't know that family that well, but maybe, you know, it was difficult for that young person to 
feel like they could be honest about what they were really struggling with and just kept that in. I don't know. But yeah. Yeah. And I think that is what's hard when you look on the outside and whether it's to the extent of someone who's committed suicide or just someone who is struggling with mental health, Mm -hmm. you know, we can look on the outside and think, well, well, what's wrong? They have a good house. They have a good family. They have nice things, nice vacations. What's wrong? Um, you know, and because there's no blood test to confirm that there's, you know, depression or there's anxiety, it's all just what is somebody experiencing? Mm -hmm. It's very hard to put ourselves fully in their shoes. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and yeah, it bothers me how glorified suicide can be also. Um, I, I, I remember I was watching, and I can't remember the name of the movie now. It was about the singer who was an alcoholic. Star is Born. Mm, I never watched that. Yeah, I haven't seen that either. Well, I just gave away the ending, but... Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. <laughs> it Don't is, need to watch that now. <laughs> I, it, was, it was a good movie, but it, like, it ended as, like, mm. you know... Well, I'll give away the ending because it's relevant. Like, I mean, he commits suicide and then it was like, oh, well, but he made this star and so it's all fine. It's like, no, like Mm -hmm. it is, it's not fine. It's not, you know, it's your responsibility to your family to get help if you need help. Yeah. Well, and I think, and it's hard. I think that's a good, kind of a good place to, to put that is it is our responsibilities to our families and to those around us to get help if we need it mm-hmm. and to not be afraid to admit that we're struggling. Yeah. You know, because if you think you're struggling, you probably are. And just imagine how much better things could be. If you're trudging along, just imagine how much lighter you could feel if you unburden yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hearing that, it gives me hope, right? I mean, that's, it sounds like you're in the hope business in some ways, like you're giving people tools and skills and and encouraging them or kicking them in the butt if they need it (laughs) to, to have, to have hope about a better tomorrow. Right. Yeah. And and not to be cliche, but. Well, yeah. And I always mm. tell them, I mean, I can't want it more than they do, you know? Mm. Um, So (laughs) you got to got to want it and got to be willing to work for it, but it's possible for things to be better. Hmm. It is. And I think that's true for everybody. So, I mean, on some level, I think we could all benefit from the tools of mental health. I mean, I, I find it hard to believe that there's anybody on the planet that couldn't benefit from the tools of mental health, no matter how good you are, it could be better. Sure. Which is kind of the approach I took with our marriage is I thought it was good. Clearly, Kelly and I were not on the same page with everything. I don't think there's a marriage that exists out there where you're on the same page with anything, with everything, and it can get better than right. than what you have. Mm-hmm. So there is a better out there. Absolutely. Um, so... I don't know. We don't need to belabor yeah. um, on yeah. it for, for too much more, but yeah. uh, Brandon, you got any closing thoughts? Yeah. I just think for me, the, the highlights I'm taking away from this is look for the indicators. I like the idea of the change, mm-hmm. paying attention to the change. That's, that's, that's going to resonate with me for that. Um, 
also knowing that it, it is accessible via different resources and I didn't know about the the Hope Dealers or whatever you said that was. Hope Squad. Hope Squad, yeah. A Hope Dealer. Yeah. A hope de- <laughs> well, I guess that's hey, what Gretchen hey, is. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Yeah. That's yeah. Gretchen, yeah. I got some hope for yeah. you over here. And you do want to get high on that supply. So. Oh, oh, wow. Whoa. I just started a new hey, practice now. right there. <laughs> you better. It's good stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, uh, just knowing that there's resources out there, I think EAP is a good one to, to think about. You should trademark um, that. Yeah. TM that. Man, TM. it's been a while since we've been we a TM. Nice. Nicely done. Um, yeah, Brandon so. had been quiet all podcasts until now. Yeah, <laughs> he's listening though. Yeah, no, I, I mean, he's doing I, the recap here. I like speechless. It. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just think you know it, it's good to know that there's resources out there. Also, it's it, I'm taking away that counselor, counselor and therapy and psychology and all that. There, there's no delimiter there. It's it, it, you're just it's a mental health right. Uh, and so I, I don't know. I just think all of these things remove the barriers and make things more accessible. So that's why I'm tech, kind of taken away with me. So yeah. thank you very much. You're welcome very much. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I just, it was yeah. never, yeah, no, it's just good to know that access isn't as hard as you would think, or I, I just, I don't know. It's, this was good for me. So <laughs> nice. What about you, Johnny? No, I, I think it's just encouraging to to talk with Gretchen and um, to know that there's compassionate, intelligent, caring people like you out there helping others and knowing that um, that really there there should not be a stigma attached to to seeking help when we need it, you know. And I, I know members of my family have have gotten counseling and it's been really helpful. So just encourage anybody who might be listening to this just to, you know, take care of themselves, whatever that looks like. So yeah. Well, Gretchen, first of all, thank you for coming on. Uh, thank You're you welcome. for what you do. Thank you for all the people that you help. Um, I know Especially there are Brent. Yeah. <laughs> quite a few people <laughs> right. that uh, I'm sure he loves it when you yeah. <laughs> turn therapist on him. <laughs> but She's wise. She's not answering. Yeah. Uh, There's no comment to that. No. No comment. Uh, any closing thoughts from you? I know you kind of already did a little mini mini recap. But no, I think we covered a lot. Yeah. Probably uh, a little bit all over the board, but hopefully we made sense. That's yeah. A, that's, that's pretty much a typical one of our Absolutely. podcasts. It's all over the board. All right. Um, then, we, then we did well. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're still listening by this point, thank yeah. you. Uh, uh, my, my personal closing thoughts are... Number one, if you think maybe you could use it, just give it a shot, right? Just just take that step, and I know it's a hard step to actually go do it, but don't just Google it. Don't just look it up. Like, make the phone call. Make the appointment. Try it for one or two or three. Three. She's oh. holding up three. She said Try what, it three times. Three times, right? And, and limit it to that. Like if that's if that's all your exposure that you're you're up for for taking that jump, try three times. Not every therapist is going to be perfect, and you know what? Maybe you come out of it and you're you're very well equipped. If you hear of somebody who's doing it, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with them. Very healthy, very successful, very I I you know sure. I, I I think I've said it like six times. Like I think. Kelly and I's marriage is awesome, but it could be better. Mm. 
And, and, and if you, if you go in and you have that mentality of, could it be better? And I'm going to guess the answer is yes. Just, just do it. Just try it. It's scary. It's hard. It's, you know, it may or may not cost you money, but Kelly and I have an opinion of investing in our marriage and we do it with date nights. We do it with therapy. We do it with whatever, um, invest in yourself. You, nobody feels weird about spending money on going to the gym. This is very similar to that. Um, and, and the stigma should be the exact same in my opinion. Yeah. Nice. So with that, <laughs> there is. hit us up at just dad's podcast at just Dad's podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we have a Facebook page. There was a Facebook live event uh, with the last episode prior to this <laughs> one. Um, we got an email at justaspodcast at nope. gmail.com. And uh, again, I appreciate you sticking in with us. Uh, this is a longer one. It's a heavier topic. But man, 2020 has been a tough year. The isolation uh, is a real thing. And it is not healthy for most of us. You are going to have to get creative. Um, anxiety is real. All this, all this mental health stuff, it is real. Please don't deny it. Um, talk to somebody if you need to and reach out to us if you need to. So with that, we'll talk to you later. Thanks. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.